2: For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
3: Yeah, look, a couple of days on from uh, Argentina's stunning and historic victory over the All Blacks and Cross, It appears that this weekend's test in Hamilton is still not yet sold out if you go by targeted social media marketing. The relationship between New Zealand rugby and the rugby, rugby public in New Zealand seems to be in a precarious position with a coaching saga and all-black sport performers compounded by seemingly deep frustration to the sports administration. So is that starting to affect Kiwi's relationships with our national team, do you think? Tim Murphy, co-editor of the newsroom, he's had a life in media and observed many public relations situations. Morena, Tim, how are you going? Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. mate. Look, if you're putting together a scorecard for NZR since the start of the Irish series for everything public-facing, how would you rate them?
1: Oh, they'd be running at about a three out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I think they've either moved too fast, uh, as they did with the, the um, after the second test when Mark Robinson came out and said we're reviewing this straight away. Uh, to then, you know, moving too slow and leaving Ian Foster hanging over in South Africa and press conferences that didn't say anything, and then moving too fast again, saying, right, we're all behind him and it's all sweet. Um, so they're kind of sort of misjudging, I think, the messaging and the comms and, and the relating to the public, yeah.
0: Uh, Mark Robinson has been pretty unsettled since he's taken over from Steve Chew and and there's been many moments where they've handled it extremely poorly. So for Mark Robinson and the board, do, do you feel like they're at risk? And do they, do they understand what's going on in the backroom? Do they have a real inkling of, of how the public are, are handling this and reacting to all what's unfolding?
1: They must do. They've got to be out and about with the community and just get some raw feedback themselves. But the thing with this is, it's not a democracy, is it? This, this is not. Politics where polls can sort of push you out um, as a board. I mean, you know, they're, they're voted in by constituent bodies, and they'll be pretty happy that they uh, don't have to be as reactive. As for Robinson, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a an easy run when the team, your biggest asset, is performing like it is. But but some of that comes from the background, you know, set by the organisation and by the executives and. I think he's just misplayed several times, you know, uh, the kind of messaging that might have probably settled things for Foster, you know, earlier in this and then be able to act now, um, you know, more decisively. So what do we look after this game or after the blood is low? What are they left with uh, in taking action, you know?
3: Hey, Tim, we went to a um, a where we they said more transparency, you're going to hear more from us, um, but that doesn't seem the case. Where where do you think this problem towards the media stems from?
1: Well, it's not new. You know, um, when I was at the Herald, I had quite a bit to do with our sports guys and the photogs who, who deal with you know all the sports, and they, I'd say, universally would rate you know, the All Blacks. Um, within New Zealand rugby as an organisation, not as individuals, but as kind of a management and the, the management of messaging uh, as the hardest to deal with. Um, and, you know, when Gray, who worked for us for a long time there, used to call the media li- liaison people media prevention officers, because uh, he was so frustrated always at being able to, you know, just do the job that they thought was needed. So it's not new um, and you know every sport, and and you'd know Tony from your time, you know every sport sets out to be open and trying to sort of uh, get the best press they can but things start to go sideways Um, often the first thing that goes sideways is sort of shutting down closing down and, and now we've got that situation where you know I think there's even a bit of condescension towards the public from Some in the camp, I was pretty taken aback when Ian Foster, after that first loss, actually, to Ireland, came out and said, well, you know, now the New Zealand public are starting to realise how good a side Ireland is. But Mm -hmm. the New Zealand public have known for two or three years how bloody good Ireland are. We've been beaten by them Mm -hmm. twice, and we've seen them, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, It's kind of like people don't know what we're dealing with here is the message we get. We think, well, actually, it's not that hard, you know.
0: I can't, yeah. So I can't really understand how um, it's still the same when they've had so much success, and they've always had a, a closed door policy and behind the scenes. Like I've been a part of it, and I've I've been in that environment. And when you're a player, you just you know you feel a little bit of mistrust, a mistrust of what's going to be printed and what's going to be said. So for us, and now I'm on the other side, and I can't stand it because I want access to the team. And there's one thing that I notice on the text machine is every other team win or lose comes on and fronts the media and they're open door policy and they come on our show and they're open but for me I struggle to get in there and I struggle to chat to the players and chat to to the management so it's getting very frustrating so going forward what 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 do we need to see what do we want to see from this All Blacks team the management the media the liaisons the liaisons that are in there how do they need to fix this?
1: Oh I think you know you've got to when you say we're going to be open and, and, and sort of be out there and so on. They've got to actually follow through on it, and even when it's awkward, and that's the time when you probably most need to be open and, and uh, you know actually get people out there. And they need to probably reassure the players, like you've just said, that it's not sort of people lying and wait hoping to trip you up all the time, and especially actually not from the sports media. The sports media often have a much better feel for you know that the pressures on sports people. Some of the general media who attend some of the press conferences and things probably are a bit you know harder and a bit more brutal. But the sports media like you guys and, and uh, you know lots of the journos who follow the team, they're going to be aware of and be able to kind of understand if someone missteps or says something they probably shouldn't have. You know, um, they understand those pressures. So I think they've got to follow through on, on being open, but also they've got to kind of not talk down to the public and just expect because... We're New Zealand Rugby and We're the All Blacks, that people will follow and will pay for those tickets. Um, Tony, as you've been talking about,
3: you know, uh,
1: that, that, that it's just not just going to happen as a matter of course. They've got to follow through and be open.
3: Hey, Tim, do you, just talking about the fans and the public perception, um, Twenty, I, I, guess, I guess about 20 years ago, before they bought out the Apple iPhone, do you think now when you're talking to the public, especially when you're talking to the fans, and you're taking—they basically got their their TV and their media in their hands here—that you can't be condescending to them anymore because they've got so much information at the touch of their fingers. So when you do share those messages with fans, that they actually know what they're talking about—is that what what you feel? Yeah, well, partly that,
1: um, and partly that you know everybody actually has an ability to talk back. You know, it wasn't just the journo's of, of 20 years ago. That's now everybody's got a a way of, you know, putting a message out to their group, who puts it out to a wider group and so on. So you've got to be careful on that. But it also, I mean, the social media side of it's given the All Blacks and every sports team vast, you know, opportunities to do good things and put their people out there and a bit more controlled even, you know, some of the fun stuff and some of the access stuff. So I guess they're using that. But but even that, I think, suffers once you get into this cycle of kind of to, you know, stop messaging getting out there and restricting and, and sort of feeling like you're under pressure and under attack. You go into yourself and even, I, I guess, I haven't been looking at the All Black Social, but I imagine that's a bit of, bit of a sort of a tentative approach at the moment as well.
0: Yeah, it is. I, they put up a um, gym post yesterday. I went through the comments yesterday and there was some roof lifts once. I don't know why I go through comments. I told myself that many years ago. <laughs> Never read the comments, but I went through it. She's getting pretty pretty uneasy at the moment, but um Tim, uh, what, what do you think's taking the most damage from what's unfolding in the All Blacks? Do you, do you think it's the, the brand, the All Blacks brand, the, per, the perception of New Zealand rugby? Is it grassroots level from, from what we're seeing at top? Is that stemming down? What do you think's taking the most damage from the situation?
1: Yeah, I reckon it would be New Zealand rugby rather than the All Blacks because people love to love the All Blacks, you know, and they'll forgive them. As we saw after one decent game uh, and one sort of average South African performance, you know, everyone was, not everyone, but a huge amount of people swung pretty quickly back into, okay, things are turning and looking good now, and we love them all again, you know. Um, So I think it's more the rugby union and New Zealand rugby as an organisation and kind of management. It's difficult for them. They don't want the All Blacks to be a sort of an autonomous republic because it's such a big asset and their biggest kind of brand and everything. If they let it get out of, total out of their control, then it'll be its us. Own thing, and the union will kind of lose some influence. So they, there's always been a tension between the union, um, in, in communications terms, and the All Blacks. I think, as an organization that they've, they've not wanted to let them be too independent and too much the sort of brand of their own. But I think yeah, I think it's you New know, rugby that has the longer term issue rather than the All Blacks as as a brand and as a kind of a group because people love them and want to love them.
0: Yeah. So question: How do you think Silver Lake's feeling? Silver Lake.
1: <laughs> yeah, God, one of those bloody investments where you turn around and suddenly the market turns <laughs> on you, um, and your assets kind of underperforming, and you lift the lid, and it's all not so good. But again, I guess those guys have got to be longer term, don't they? That they're not going to want yeah. something next year, or that they'd love the World Cup, and that might still happen. But you know, um, I imagine they had the longer term sort of sit the money there and see what happens.
3: Mm. Hey, just one more question before we let you go. To Mark Robinson's public persona, does he need to be careful about getting too far offside with the punters, or is, is he, you know, the C- He's the CEO, and people just have to have to get on with it.
1: Yeah, well, again, we're not sort of able to vote him off, are we? Uh, and and that board and the chair came out at that press conference and sort of patted him on the back and said we support both Ian and and Mark a hundred percent. So. You know, and By all accounts, he's a smart guy, um, and you'd think that with the chance now to breeze, given that they're not going to sack the coach this week or next, that for him, there'd be some support around him as well, trying to say, OK, what do we do now, and how do we get the messaging and the image and the kind of control back? Um, so I'd imagine there'd be a lot of work going on in his quarter as well
0: beautiful thank you for your time tim murphy editor of the newsroom we appreciate it mate thank you so much and uh we'll hopefully get you on shortly appreciate it there is tim murphy um <laughs> wow pretty honest and on the money there and just current situation that news R- rugby is feeling yeah you enjoy that one there, Louie?
2: I did. I did. I think mm. Tim summed up a lot of the way the the rugby public are feeling. Double eight double three, let us know. Anything that we missed there? Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven, the Kennard's higher phone line. I think the good thing about chatting to Tim there is he's a wee bit isolated from the sport. He looks at a lot of mm. media, politics, business kind of coming in it from a different point of view, Kimpi, which is really important because one thing I've not understood about New Zealand rugby's kind of insular mindset during this all about they kind of feel like they've been attacked and it's not really the public's right to criticise, do they watch those politics press conferences and do they watch when leaders of the opposition get come after and again they are voted and they are elected so it's a little bit different but I don't think the media has been mean to New Zealand rugby at any stage there hasn't been vitriol from the media's quarters, they were asking honest and fair questions about the team's performance about and around Ian Foster's performance and unfortunately New Zealand rugby's handling of it kept the petrol on the flame. So I think Tim made some good points there about, well, they just needed to get on with it, and it was their mixed messaging that actually made the issue, if that makes sense, Kimpy.
3: Yeah, it does, Lou, and I think if you take a, a feather out of the cap of the uh, New Zealand cricket team, they just come out and talk to you no matter what. You know what I mean? They you, they go over to baseball, they get towed up, and yet we still can get players and, and coaches and everyone wants to talk to us about cricket. Um, and the point I was trying to make over over time the public now deserve a higher um, level of, I guess uh, smarts when it comes to the messaging coming back down to them. you know they they're an intelligent bunch of people now fans they've got a, they've got an iPhone on them, they're fully informed about what's going on. they read world news before they they de- um, develop an opinion. And if you come out with something or, The other thing, you go and lock yourself away in a cupboard, then that's the worst thing you can do, as Tim pointed out. The story starts out as something that's probably not even going to end up where it ends up because you're not actually messaging properly. And that's why I take my my hat off to the New Zealand cricketers. They are fantastic, no matter what, good or bad. The the way the wheels are turning, they'll front up and they'll front the media and they'll tell you exactly what's going on. And I think they can, you know, although they're our pinnacle, you know, the fabric for us, the All Blacks, uh, the cricketers, you can always learn something from someone else. I just wonder before I pass you, Izzy, one of the things that I would have liked to hear from the coaches this week is that they come out and they just basically own it and said, look, we got it wrong. We're going to work on that and we're going to get it right in the next one. Now, that would have just put everyone else to bed to because they admitted it. You know what I mean? But it's it's unusual territory for them to admit something like that.
0: Jace Ryan he had a pretty um pretty honest uh, summation on the breakdown the other day and, and just had a real honest chat and he he's actually come out and questioned maybe the preparation wrong individual preparation might wasn't quite there so he's he's asked a question he would have had some hard conversations this week uh, about that and I'm just trying to put myself I know we're going to shoot off in a minute I'll put myself on the other side I've been in the environment the All Blacks and I've been that person that's telling Joe Locke nah I don't want to talk to them no nah, no nah, nah, I don't want to talk to them so I can, I can understand It's probably more player-driven from the players. And I, and now I'm on the other side. I, I, you know, I'm like, whoa, you yeah. like that yig, You know, you probably started this. You've probably been a part of this, the, <laughs> the problem. I, I think on the other side, uh, for myself, I don't know. I got ridiculed quite a lot of time in my career. And there was times where I felt let down and untrusted from what the media was saying. And, and you just, you're just a bit apprehensive. So I can. Um, that's probably why um, some of them are like that at the moment, and, and that's. I'm only really speaking from my experiences. That's what happened to me. Um, but it's not great when when I'm seeing New Zealand cricket come on after a win, a loss, a draw, whatever, and put their players up front and, and without a you know drop of the hat, they're there, mate. No matter what time it is, none of this is too early. They're there, and it's like it makes me frustrated, you know, because. We're here to champion our champions. We wanna we wanna talk to them. We wanna ask them, you know, what's been this week. We're not gonna throw them right under the bus, but I think that's just what's in their mind at the moment, Louis. Unfortunately,
2: there is a 1% of the media which does that, Izzy, and it does make people weary and it makes them nervous, and it is a real shame that there is a little bit of nasty media that does go around. But you hope that the players and the Jason Ryans of the world recognise that on shows like this one and on ECNZ, there are, um, for the you know for the most part, it's very open and honest conversations that we're just trying to most have part. and just, to just try to get to the bottom of it. If when I think back, when I try to reflect on your career, Izzy, I know what you're saying because of obviously a little bit of off Field stuff here and there, and and you almost became a bit of a target as a young guy, the party boy. And I can kind of, just as you were saying, that I was trying to think back on the perception of you from the outside, and I can kind of hearing you say that, understand why then you would be weary. At the moment, I think it's player, probably players looking at their own performance. Do you think and going, Mm -hmm. I know I'm not playing that good. Yeah. Do I want to go out there and talk about it and be vulnerable? Yeah, that's it. That's a hundred percent. They just,
0: they just. A bit wary and that's probably stemming to the game like someone asked a question do you reckon they're holding back yeah they definitely are because they don't know what someone's going to say about them oh rico should pass passed that he ran across the field or you know he's hopeless bringing roger Tuivasa like things like that and so they're second guessing i've been in that situation bro like i've been out there i'm like mm. i want to have a go here but i'll pass the ball because i don't want to deal if i get it wrong
3: wow yeah that's, so yeah. yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. You get that anxiety takes over, and then it's not just the fans, but the players start to go, yeah. oh, I'm not going to do that, you know, because I'm going to cop it. So I don't want to get in trouble, yes, pass
0: the ball. Yeah, shovel it. Yeah, <laughs> let's get them back playing. Crazy.
2: We need them playing football. Yeah. Oh, interesting, boys. Great call it all there. Uh, a couple of messages on double we'll get to after this. We'll get to Paulie Mawadi a little bit later on. We'll also talk to Dan Smith, NZTR, finish off with a little bit of racing. But anything on New Zealand rugby and how you feel as a fan? If you, haven't, if you live in Hamilton or the Waikato and you haven't bought a ticket for this weekend, why? Is it price? Is it disinterest? Are you just pissed off? Let us know. Come on, talk to us. We're your friends here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day, 24 minutes past 8 For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.